Today on the show, I'm talking about how I consume books. Welcome to the Simple Money Solutions Podcast, where we focus on your money from a Canadian perspective. Show notes for every episode can be found at livelifesimple.ca. Now let's get on the show. Hey everybody, I'm your host Trevor, and as mentioned in the intro, today I'm talking about the consumption of books. I talk about books today because there's a ton of personal finance books that are both entertaining and informative. So these personal finance books can be inspirational. They can put you on the right track. They can keep you on the right track. They can help redefine normal, change your perception, confirm your perception. Knowledge gives you ability to come up with the how-to and the why-to. There is an incredible amount of value in books for their relatively low cost. So some of the topics that I've read on them that I really have helped me are books on debt management, and this would be books getting out of debt, minimizing your debt. Retirement planning is a lot. I'm reading a lot of that right now. There's uh, so many views on retirement planning. Um, investing is a, is a very popular uh, topic in the personal finance genre, and it's, it's strategies, understanding investing for beginners, mid uh, intermediate advanced investors. And some of these, there's some more, I'll call them obscure and really kind of fringe topics in personal finance. Uh, one that I've been quite interested in is minimalism, which is kind of defined as living intentionally with less. It sounds extreme or radical. It's it's really not. It's 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 interesting. I wouldn't call myself a minimalist, but I, I find the a lot of useful, ins- insightful things on the topic. So I've read a few books on minimalism and a similar title, Simple Living, which is, is similar to minimalism, but it's it's less focused on possessions and more about sort of how you conduct your life. And there's a lot of books on frugality, uh, life hacks, things like that. So when you think of books, people mostly think of just, you know, a hardcover, softcover book that you buy at a bookstore or get from a library. And I'll call those traditional books. And I'm a fan of traditional books. Um, I'm going to talk about some pros and cons of the various formats. So I'll go over the various formats of books that I use. There's your traditional books. There's ebooks. These are electronic books and audiobooks. These are books you listen to. So let's talk about traditional books. The pros and cons of of traditional books. So the pros are people like to see them on their bookshelves. They they like they like the physical possession. They they like to know there's my book. If I need to reference it, I know where to go get it. it it's it's something they can hold on to. You can also loan it to a friend. When you're done reading a traditional book, you can donate it to somebody. You can write in the margins, highlight, all those type of things. These are things that I enjoy about traditional books. And depending on the book I'm reading, I, I will mostly consume it from a traditional book. Some of the cons are they tend to be more expensive than, say, ebooks. And if you have a big book collection, they, they can take up a lot of space. So ebooks, this is the electronic book. Some of the pros are um, ebook reader apps on your phone. It's always with you, so you're it's convenient. You you always have your books with you to read. They're often cheaper than traditional books in that the they don't have to be printed and they don't need a, a, a physical store to sell them in. So it makes sense that they're cheaper. And you can have thousands of books on you at any time. Not that you're going to read a thousand books at a time, but you can have all your books with you all the time. And one thing I like about uh, ebooks is a lot most of them have night reading capability meaning the screen lights up so you don't need a light to read with uh, some of the cons are of course you need a, a special device to read them with you're always concerned about battery life you, you'd hate to be caught somewhere where you want to read your book and you're you don't have enough battery life to do that 
you can't really loan ebooks to people. So that's a downside. And if you're using a tablet or a phone to read on, I find there's way too many distractions. So, you know, if you're reading something and it triggers a thought about, gee, I, I, I should look that up on Wikipedia, before you know it, you're, you're watching YouTube videos on lions chasing gazelles. So it, it, ebooks can be cause distractions and draw you away from your, your reading. Uh, another format is audiobooks. And this is where somebody actually reads the book and you listen to it with an MP3 player, smartphone, or your computer. And most of the cons associated with audiobooks are the same as the ones associated with ebooks in that you need a device, you got battery life concerns. And some people just uh, don't retain information as well through listening. So that's where I get to how I consume books. And I quite often, when I buy a book, I will buy it in all three formats. So publishers love me. I will buy the traditional book, I will buy the ebook, and I will buy the audiobook. And what I do is I quite often give the book, I'll listen to it first. And I listen to it, it gives me a real good overview of the book. And uh, But again, I don't retain information quite as well through listening, but I get a, a broad overview of the book. So then I have my other two formats. So I will read the, the traditional book when I'm at home, uh, and I will read the ebook on my phone when I'm not at home. Or I will read the ebook at night. And I find once I'm done reading the book, then again, it's a nonfiction book. So quite often these are reference books. I will, if I need to look something up, I remember reading that, I want to confirm something. I'll always go back to the physical book, the traditional book uh, as a reference. And if the book has a lot of tables or graphs or charts, it really caters to, to a physical book. So again, if I get to a part, if I'm reading the ebook and I get to a part where uh, the author is referencing graphs and charts, I will switch over to the traditional book. And one thing, I have a Kindle. So I have a Kindle e-reader. I have an iPhone and, of course, traditional books. If you have a Kindle and you have audiobooks from Audible, there's a thing called WhisperSync. And this is where, just say I'm reading my book, my e-book, and in the morning, and I, you know, I'm in the middle of chapter five, and I have to go to work. Well, I can put down my e-book and pick up my smartphone and go into my Audible app and click play on that same book and it will start playing from where I left off reading. So again, I, I where I stopped reading is where I begin listening. So it's called WhisperSync and it is a it works flawlessly. And then just say I'm on my commute to work, I'm listening to my book on the way to work and I get to work and I start reading the book on my phone at lunch. So I, my Kindle's at home. I got my smartphone with a Kindle app. So I start reading my book at lunch at work. Well, it picks up from where I stopped listening is where I start reading. It syncs up. And let's just say, you know, my lunch is over, I put my phone down, and now I'm driving home. So now I get in my car, I start my Audible app on the same book, and it syncs up to where I stopped reading on my phone. And then I listen to that book all the way home. And then I get home, I eat supper. At night, I want to read some more. I grab my Kindle, and I it syncs up to where I stopped listening on my commute home. So in doing that, you can consume a phenomenal amount of books in a very short period of time. It is just a remarkable, remarkable feature and it works flawlessly. It has never not worked. So I can't stress how well that works. And I have consumed so many books in such a, so efficiently that uh, it is just mind boggling. So talking about books, personal finance. So here's some books I've recently read that I would highly recommend. They have inspired me, motivated me, and had significant impact on my personal finance. So Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. That book is anyone who is in debt and doesn't know how to get out. That book is for you. The Wealthy Barber Returns by David Chilton. So this is a 
Canadian-focused book. Of course, it's a Canadian podcast, so I mentioned that. This book is extremely entertaining and is, I'm going to say it's geared more to the pre-retired, you know, established in life type of person. Great book, extremely entertaining. Another one I've recently read is Wealth Like Rabbits by Robert R. Brown. Again, this is a Canadian-focused book and equally as entertaining as The Wealthy Barber Returns. I, I literally found myself laughing in the middle of the night while I was reading this. It's a great book. Another book I just finished, and we're going to be doing an interview show with the author in the near future. It's called Free at 45, How to Retire Early and Happy by Tim Stobbs. And this is a Canadian-focused book again on retirement. Great book. I can't wait to interview Tim. Early Retirement Extreme by Jacob Lungfisker. And this is uh, not Canadian-focused, but it, uh, a lot of the concepts in it are universal. Really good book. Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robbins. Uh, very inspirational book. The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley. Another really, really good book. So the next book is uh, The Art of Work by Jeff Goins. I wouldn't call it a personal finance book, but it is, it's a book about changing how you think about your work. So it's a really good book. Uh, the Less of More by Joshua Becker. This is a book on minimalism. I had mentioned earlier that I got into some of those books and they're, inter and they're interesting. There's some inspiration in there. Everything That Remains by The Minimalists. Another really good book uh, on minimalism. Uh, the Little Book of Contentment. And this is more of a general self-help book. Kind of um, an inspiration book. It's a really short read, but I, I really liked it. Uh, books I'm uh, planning to read that I've already bought are Retire Inspired by Chris Hogan. He's part of the Dave Ramsey Empire. And Millionaire Teacher by Andrew Hallam. And uh, that's a Canadian-focused one. He's behind the Money Sense magazine. And a book I'm currently reading, uh, and this one has a, a very Canadian focus, is The Essential Retirement Guide, A Contrarian Perspective by Frederick Batiste. And that book is really inspirational for somebody who may think they're not prepared for retirement, but they actually might be. Well, I hope this has inspired you to go out and read some personal finance books. Thank you for listening. Please give the show a rating on iTunes because it helps us get noticed. And please check out our website, livelifesimple.ca and find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.